Welcome to the Nightmare Emporium. Here we take a deep dive into some grisly tales that are bound to make you lose your head. Now, let's check in with our host, the macabre Marvel herself, to see what she has in store for us this week. Let them watch. Don't cover the eyes, my grandma always used to say. I hate dolls. I've hated them ever since I was little. Grandma used to make them by hand when she was younger. The realistic porcelain ones you can see in every antique store. They're so lifelike sometimes. But what really gives me chills is the cold, blank, lifeless eyes that always seem to watch you no matter where or how you move. Tonight... I couldn't escape that gaze. Sometimes you've got to go the extra mile for family. Since my grandmother was getting up in years, we have a rotation for family members to go and take care of her. And this week the buck stopped with me. It seems like my turn comes sooner every year, but less and less family is willing to watch over our dear relative, and many of them are impossible to get in touch with. Don't get me wrong, I love my grandma. But her house makes my anxiety climb through the roof. The second you step through the door, the sneering gaze of those porcelain dolls stare right into your very being. They're on every shelf, every piece of furniture, and even on the floor. There's no escaping them. I swear, even when you turn a corner, they lean over and watch you go. The room that has the most dolls in the entire house, ironically, is in the guest room. Grandma refuses to let anyone who visits sleep in any other room. She says the other rooms are already occupied, whatever that means. And she has one warning before anyone visiting turns in for the night. Don't you dare cover my children's eyes or turn them away. Let them watch. They do so love to watch. Grandma turned in early as she always does, and after a few glasses of rum on the rocks, I was ready to call it a night. But try as I might, I couldn't fall asleep. I tossed and I turned, and even though the room was pitch black, I could just feel those eyes all around me, watching me. I swear their eyes were moving even as I shifted my body. I counted sheep, meditated, nothing was working. That's when I heard it, the whispering. It was quiet at first, so subtle you'd almost think you imagined it. But the more I focused in on it, the louder it got. And then it was accompanied by some giggling. I shot out of bed like a rocket, turned my phone's flashlight on, and spun around, trying to find the source. But the second I shone my light on the dolls behind me, the whispering stopped just as quickly as it had started. I tried to collect myself as I fought through the panic attack I had flown into, my heart rate through the roof, my body clammy, drenched in sweat, my breathing labored. If I wasn't careful, I'd start hyperventilating. I had to watch myself. I was just imagining things. There were no whispers and no giggling. I just had a bad dream and it carried into my half-asleep state. At least... That's what I told myself. But there were no doubt, these dolls scared the crap out of me. If I wanted to get any sleep, 
I had to turn them away from me. After all, this setup is just ridiculous. They're literally on every shelf surrounding the tiny twin bed I was laying on. There was one made to look like Jesus, which I remember had a very blank gaze as a kid, looking straight at me with what I swear was malice. There's no way. I'm losing my mind. But I just couldn't take it anymore. I flipped the light switch on, gathered up all the dolls in the room, and shoved them into the tiny closet, which then wouldn't close all the way. Screw it, I thought to myself, and shut the closet door as hard as I could. I was met with a shattering of at least one part of a doll. Ah, crap. I opened the closet and saw it was not one, but two girl dolls that had broken. Identical ones, too. Their eyes looked at me with what seemed like a mixture of anger and betrayal. But that surely that was only my exhaustion telling me that. I knew if my grandma found out she'd be furious, but at this point, I just wanted to sleep. I pushed my suitcase against the door for my own sake of mind, wrapped myself in the scratchy wool comforter, and slowly fell asleep. I woke to the sound of a blood-curdling scream. Grandma? Was Grandma okay? I had to check. I stumbled out of bed, only to scream in pain myself as something incredibly sharp went up through the bottom of my foot. I crawled over to the door and flipped on the light switch, only to sharply inhale once I saw what was on the floor. One of those twin dolls I had accidentally broken in the closet. How had it gotten over here? I knew for sure I shut the closet door. The pain was starting to get worse in my foot, but I had to check on Grandma and make sure she was okay. But when I turned around, I saw them. All the dolls I had thrown in the closet they were sitting right there, on the dresser in front of the mirror, looking straight at me. Not at the bed, but at me, against the door. Their eyes were cold, shining bright and full of anger. Their usual cherry red painted smiles were replaced by sneers, and some of them were showing teeth. But what really caught my attention was the mirror behind them. My first thought was, there's no way that's blood. Then I saw the message. We must watch the rules. We? What do The dolls? What rules? What is going on? I had no idea what was happening, but the only two things clear to me in that moment was I was terrified and in pain, and I had to make sure my grandma was okay. I pulled myself up by the door handle, my foot screaming in agony as my blood stained the white carpet. That's when the whispering began again, and then the giggling. I couldn't ignore it this time. I looked over at the dolls, and to my horror they started to move. Shakily at first, but standing up slowly, their movements like poorly made stop-motion films. I couldn't tear my eyes away, until I felt something brush my leg. I looked down, and one of the broken arms of the twin doll was grabbing onto my ankle, their decapitated heads by the door snickering. The giggling got louder, and with every fiber of my being, I broke free of the spell the doll had on me, ripped the door open, and hobbled up the stairs at the end of the hallway. I had to make sure Grandma was alright. I got to the top of the stairs, the pain in my foot overwhelmingly so much I finally crumpled to the floor. 
I banged my fist on the door. Grandma, are you okay? What happened? There was no response, and in a panic, my heart shut straight into my throat. The childish giggling of the dolls got louder behind me, and I whipped my head around to see their tiny bodies slowly climbing the stairs. I had to hurry. Reaching up, I twisted the door handle, oh thank god it's unlocked, and pushed the door open. With all of my strength, I crawled into the room as fast as I could, but not before one of the dolls got to the top of the stairs, laughing and wobbling towards me as fast as its tiny porcelain legs could carry it. I kicked it into the doorframe and slammed the door as hard as I could against it, shattering its porcelain body. As I did, a scream involved the house, like a wounded animal, but something that sounded far too human for my comfort. By this time, the rest of the dolls had made it to the top of the stairs and began to bang on the closed door, some of them reaching tiny hands underneath in an attempt to grab whatever they could. I pulled myself over to Grandma's bed, grabbed her arm and shook it, only to reel back in shock. Her tiny frame was frozen stiff, her hands garled and in the position as if she was defending herself against something. Her throat was cut, the blood soaking the white satin sheets, and it's only then that I heard it dripping onto the hardwood floor beneath. But the most horrifying part of all was her face. Her mouth was open in a silent scream, and her eyes were gone. I spun into a panic attack again and began to see flashing lights, my heart threatening to pound right out of my chest, my head dizzy, and I fell to the floor, about to pass out. That's when I saw the doll. I'd seen plenty of dolls in this accursed house, but this one shocked me despite all that was going on. It was so lifelike. It sat in her rocking chair, the size of a young child, bathed in the moonlight by the window. Its porcelain skin gleamed bright, long, human-like hair, the color of a raven, draped down its shoulders all the way to the seat. It wore a dress of white, but the purity of the color was ruined by the red stains at the front of the dress that adored. I saw the cold, blue lips, a turned-up nose, and two trails of red leaning up to eyes. My grandmother's eyes. The doll had her eyes, and I had no idea how or why. The sight was so horrifying I almost forgot about the glass in my foot. I couldn't scream, I couldn't speak, I couldn't breathe. I was frozen, backed up against the door, and could feel the little monsters behind it struggling to turn the handle. That's when the doll in the chair started to giggle, and to my horror, start to stand. Like the little ones before, this doll moved in sharp, uncoordinated motions. The legs buckled, the arms flailed, but the piercing blue eyes stayed locked on me the whole time. You have to move, I thought to myself. But try as I might, I was petrified with fear, like the prey of a spider after it had been caught in a web. Then the doll started to shift, to break, to change. Black veins appeared all over the doll, and its body started to crack and break as pieces of glass fell to the floor. Underneath the shell of this doll was more porcelain, etched with black veins, stretching and replacing the broken pieces as they fell. 
Its arms and legs became spider-like, extending at least three times their normal size. The doll fell on all fours, unable to support itself on just two, and its thinly-lipped jaw shattered and unhinged like a snake, revealing rows and rows of sharp glass teeth. Its tongue was black and slithered all along the floor, tasting for its prey, tasting for me. It scurried across the room towards me, its hands and feet crackling with each movement. At that moment, I found my strength and lunged underneath it, ignoring the pain in my foot. It swiped at me, howling an unearthly noise as it missed, but my victory was short-lived. I had nowhere to go, and this demonic doll knew it. I backed up into the corner, feeling for anything to use as a weapon, even though I knew I was doomed. It loomed over me, its sickening, grueling grin reaching from ear to ear as those piercing eyes bore right into my soul. Why? I asked. It wasn't really a question, just a cry more than anything. But to my surprise, the monster stopped, looked at me, and hissed. The rules were simple. We must watch. You broke the contract, hurt my children, and so the blood must be repaid. I told you so many times as a boy. That's when it clicked. This creature didn't kill my grandma. This was my grandma. I tried to stutter out a plea, a cry for forgiveness, but it was too late. I felt the tiny little hands and teeth of the other dolls who finally broke through the door and saw their malicious eyes hungry for my flesh, now ripe with fear. I looked up and screamed as the demonic doll that was my grandmother bore its teeth and lunged for my neck and in an agonizing flash of pain, all faded to black. We must watch. Well, well, wasn't that just a scream. Until next time, our fiendish friends, remember to stay scared, and sometimes it's more than just a story. <laughs>